Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. All right. Welcome to Talk Shoe. Who is with us now? All right, let me know when you're on. I put it on speaker, just give it. You can put your own headphone on. Hello, I'm I'm here, so thank you. Who's this, Riz? I'm here, yeah. Okay, we'll be right with you. Mash is going to be on, but she's going to only be able to listen. Okay. I'll text you the specifics. Is she cooking? No. Cooking? Okay. No. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Woohoo, yeah. Were you wearing green? Actually, no, I'm not wearing green at all. <laughs> and Lisa, pinch her right now. <laughs> nope, she cannot. <laughs> she will get a spanking. Do the pinching movements like I do. Nope, she just made a face like, no way. Hey, Riz. Right yes. Recognize his voice? And God, you would touch people even right now, even right now, right now, right where they're at. That people are watching this show, they're praying. Even, even in the future, they're praying. It doesn't matter. Faith is amazing, and it's just. Do you recognize that? I I can't hear it very well. Oh, it's Todd White. He's on Praise the Lord. Oh, cool. Todd White's on Praise the Lord. I love Todd White. Okay. <laughs> I need an evangelism team like Todd White. 
Yeah. He was talking he was talking about how he was on an airplane. But actually what I liked is what he was saying before it was that for I think like nine months uh, his him uh his wife kept things incognito because they had been praying for something and been praying for things and nothing was happening. Till finally one day it started to happen and he started to write a journal about a testimony of things that God was doing so he could keep himself from thinking about what wasn't happening or what he wasn't seeing. He kept himself looking at what God was doing. And so he was talking about how he got on a got on an airplane and there was this guy, he was in the center uh the center aisle seat and there was a guy sitting next to him. <laughs> Didn't want to have anything to do. So he uh, with him and what he was saying and he just told him, Hey, well I got nothing to do and nothing else to talk about except for Jesus so he starts talking to the flight attendant, and she she goes to the back, comes back, kneels down in the aisleway, receives Jesus. He prays for her. She gets healed. She comes back and says that there's other people in the front that need healing, too, and they need to be touched by the Lord. So he goes back over there, prays for the people. Healing's going all over the place on the plane, and this guy that's sitting next to him calls his nephew and his and he's saying, "Hey, there's this guy over here on 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 the airplane, and he's saying that you know he's got dreads on and he's all crazy looking, and so his nephew is a Christian, so his nephew tells him that's Todd White. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the guy concedes to get prayed for. <laughs> wow." I think that's pretty cool. That's radical. Pastor, that's the kind of stuff. You'll have your Todd White team or something, or not something similar. You'll have your evangelistic team that's crazy enough to go out there and do that. Amen. Amen. Oh, baby. Answer. I will. Hold on. I'll be right there. <laughs> I was trying to get this phone together because it hung up. Aren't you so encouraged by just the stories he tells? Uh huh. That's radical. That's the kind of stuff I like to see. It's the kind of stuff I like to be a part of. It's the kind yeah. of stuff that makes me go out there, out uh, when we go into the park, and just go straight out in there yeah. with the people. Well, right on. It should be a requirement for fishes and loaves to listen to Todd White or watch him an hour before we go out so we have that that same anointing and zeal when we go out. Yeah, that would be good. That would be really good. Cram on Todd White. I love how he was talking about, he was saying that when he got born again, he got he had to get his he his soul healed. Yeah. And once he, once he um he was healed, it just uh, he said all the crazy stuff that was inside his soul, and he that was like a prerequisite of him being able to go out there. You know what I mean? And not that God was telling him it's a prerequisite of you going out there, free there, so to go out there and be free to be who he was. He said, I got free from me. And became more like him. So um, we can all do that. Yeah. 
one thought at a time. That's out, right? <laughs> Who else is here with us? Annalisa's on, but she can't talk. Oh, get some dental work. Well, she done? can. No, she can. She can talk. She just can't be on the phone, so she has it on speaker. Mm. Hi, Annalisa. I'm sure she says hello. <laughs> So what's on the agenda for today? You got a topic yet? So what? Do you have a topic? We have got, um, we're going to go over Psalm 37 today. All right. I'll go and get myself there. I'm already in Psalms. Yay! <laughs> so, Riss, what's been going on today? If I am perfectly honest, a whole lot of nothing. Just housework. Housework, and in between housework, chilling. Hey, you know what? That's not a whole lot of nothing. That's a whole lot of a whole lot of. Because you know what's we happening made... right now? You know what season we're in? House cleaning, is, it, house cleaning is another is another way when you're sitting there and getting rid of the leaven, you're cleaning out. Yeah. And you're making room. Woohoo! For the new risk, for the new. <laughs> Uh, yes. Also, I made we made um, corned beef brisket with potatoes, carrots, and cabbage. Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting this together. I have a I have a little praise report. So I took some flyers from um, from the ministry uh, on Friday, and I told um, I told the uh, the Spanish speaking pastor, the one who's going to be speaking at the women's um, meeting, that I would take them and I would pass them out of my neighborhood. And I had a couple of people in mind that I've met in my neighborhood, especially they're my neighbors. So yesterday was my day off, and I didn't get a chance. I didn't see any of my neighbors out. And I was home all day and, you know, picking myself, taking care of stuff around the house and doing things outside and washing my car. And there was no neighbors outside hanging out. So I get home today after this huge, long drive that seemed like it was taking forever. But it was a very cool ride home because I got a chance to just just praise the Lord. And I was playing, oh, my gosh, um, Pandora was just playing. I had it on my Carrie Job station. Woo, you talk about some good music, some stuff from Bethel some stuff from Jesus Culture. Oh, good stuff was playing, so I'm praising my way all the way home, right? And it seems like I, it took me a half an hour just to get over Harbor. It was yucky. So anyways, <laughs> um, I get home, and, and there's two of my neighbors 
out there. One is chilling out in her front yard with her whole family. They're getting ready to leave um, to go see their son's uh, baseball game. And the other neighbors, which I never see them, they were hanging out there in the garage. So I walked over there, took my flyer, introduced myself, left a flyer, talked to them for a little bit, went over to my other front, my neighbor in the front, went and dropped off a flyer with them, came back in my house, and I just met a new person. And now we have two, three people that are Christians in our little complex. Awesome. Neighbor. <laughs> yeah. So um, they may be coming. I offered to take my neighbor with me. If she wanted to go with me, I told her we can go together. Hey, there you go. Yeah. You've been quiet. <laughs> All right. She wanted to join us. I'll <laughs> do. Hi, Miss Ruby. My doghouse. Yeah, they all want to get together. I don't know what's up today.
four of the of the Ten Commandments aside from coveting. And the evildoers, sometimes we look at people, why are they prospering? They shouldn't prosper. But sometimes David in building the kingdom, he would see these other kingdoms that would come against him. And he tells you in in, in, chapter, in verse 3, trust in the Lord, and or trust in Jehovah and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy faithfulness. Now, I like that because what, who's he talking about there? Trust in the Lord. He's giving some advice about what to do. And and, and it says to feed on his faithfulness. It's what, it's what he's saying there. Feed on his faithfulness. Now, one of the other words, Trust in God and do good. Dwell, in, dwell on the earth and feed on his steadfastness. Is another, is another word that he, that he brings up. And one of the other translations it says too, so you shall dwell on the land and you will be fed. Now, I like that version there because what he's saying there is that when you trust God, and he's talking about dwelling in that place that he says where he directed his people. The land will produce and bear fruit, and you will have what you you have your needs met. And from that, you move into abundance. But you're going to hear this continually to trust, to trust, to trust. But that word dwell is another word I want to pick on. Because it doesn't just mean stay in the shelter. It means to live, have life where you have. And it said, and then enjoy safe pasture. In other words, what are some of the things that, 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 that we look for in God's steadfast love towards us is that we enjoy security, well-being, health, and so when we begin to understand that he's telling you, don't just get by, he says live. Really live and enjoy, there's this one translation says, dwell on the land, enjoy safe pasture, enjoy security. And he says, so delight yourself, verse 4, in him, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Not that awesome that he gives desires of your heart. Yes. One of the we look at some of those are some of those it says the desires of your heart literally the asking the request what you really desire will be granted to you so did you know that God is interested in your happiness when you begin to seek your your happiness to him it regulates your desires because you want him so you'll be disposed to ask of those things in your heart which you want. You see, when you pray, you're getting before God's presence. You're not just throwing a bunch of requests like you throw a list under the tree for Santa. Uh, I don't even know all those lists. I guess you put it on a table with the cookies and milk. But what happens is when you have the, when you begin to have a list, we don't. Really talk to him. You just say, "Here, I want this, I want this, 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 and this." But when you talk to him, and when you're in his presence, the things that you really don't want, you don't ask. 
in the natural a child, and not, not just a child, but when a son or a daughter loves their father, they find a lot of happiness in doing their will. Now, I'm not talking about dysfunctional homes and all this other stuff. I'm just talking about it, it regulates the things that you will ask. But the fathers will always be happy to comply with their request. And so what it's showing here is that our Father God is happy and he is after your happiness. He is happy that you're happy in him and will supply whatever you desire in him. Now, when you find out what you desire in him, then just another step you take. Commit your way to him. Trust also in him, and he'll do this. He'll make your righteousness go out like the, as the sun or as the, the light, and your justice as the noonday sun. I, you know what's so awesome about that is that God does it. So commit your way to the Lord. Trust him, and he'll act. Still bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as noonday sun. Now, that sounds a lot like favor. It's his work in you. Now, here's the key. Uh, are you picking this up so far, everybody? Yep. Be silent in the Lord's presence and wait patiently for him. Don't be angry because of the because of the one who prospers or the one who implements evil schemes. Calm your anger, abandon wrath. Don't be angry; only leads to evil. Now, I want you to hear this right quick because this is what he's talking about. Verse seven: silent in his presence. It's not being silent like don't ask. Y'all with me right there? He isn't saying don't ask. You're not saying, shut up, I'm tired of your words. They're talking to spend, when you spend time in his presence. When you get into his presence, what do you do? You be quiet so that you can hear him talk. Are you following what I'm saying? That other word says, where it says being quiet, it says rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. And fret not yourself. So when you're waiting patiently for him, the Hebrew word paint, where it says be silent before the Lord, it means to be as a mute. The, the, the uh, reference for that is Job 29.21. Uh, this is pretty cool. What? Unto me men gave ear and waited and kept silence at my counsel. What's he telling you there? Stay quiet. Let God speak. Wasn't well, that what Job says when he finally heard, when finally God decided to speak? <laughs> because he basically said the same thing. I stopped to listen. I stopped telling them all these things, and I stopped to listen. Right, exactly. <laughs> I think that's like it covers that like in chapter 42. I know it's like the, the last chapter or the one right before it. <laughs> but it's awesome, isn't it? 
that it tells you, just wait, just chill for a second. I'm going to be talking to you. Be patient with me. Because God doesn't always interpose on your behalf just because, see, so many times we want more, 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 and more. But he wants you to ask, 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 and ask. But he also wants you to wait. Just be, be still in his presence. Meditate in his presence. Let the word of God in you begin to manifest it around you. Now, verse 8. Cease from anger. And what do you do when you cease from anger? Y'all with me? Yes. Cease from anger, forsake wrath, fret not yourself in any way to do evil. So what are you, what do we do? I've been waiting for the answer. <laughs> so it says, listen up. Are you there, Riz? Are you all hearing me? Because I'm not sure I'm getting any response back. I'm hearing you, Pastor. I'm just giving everybody else a chance. All right. So cease from anger, forsake wrath, fret not yourself in any way to do evil. Now, that word there where it says cease to do evil, I like what it says. It says, don't be bugged. I'm going to just give it David's version. Don't be upset or don't be bugged with evil people. Quit murmuring and, and, and have wrathful feelings on people that seem to be making it without, and, and you're not. Because there, sometimes there's a temporary prosperity and triumph, but be calm because the wickedness of this world will overtake them. He says, forsake wrath. In other words, as, a, as an existence, watch, as a matter of evil, as a matter of um, a state of being, for example, don't be a, 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 an angry person. So he says, don't fret, because it's attached, that word there, fret not, is attached to fear. And, it, and, it, and, it, and part of the, the, it's talking about how people get all, get really bugged about the fact that some people seem like they're doing well, but just be patient. For verse 10 says, in a little while, the wicked shall not be. You'll diligently consider his place. Let me give you from here, too. In a little while, the wicked shall be no more. You'll diligently consider his place, and it'll be no more. A little, uh, yet a little while longer, the wicked will be no more, and you'll search for his place, but he'll not be there. In other words, these people who have this temporary prosperity will be gone. But the humble, everybody say humble. Humble. The humble inherit the land, and they will, and they will take in abundant peace. Now, peace right here is not a cessation of againstness. Peace right here is a presence. It's soundness. 
It's safety, welfare, tranquility, friendship with God, especially in a covenant relationship, and peace. It's peace from war and peace as, as a description of what you possess. Now, isn't that good news? Amen. See, this is what you will have in abundance. Now, that word peace is, is loaded because what is there? Completeness, soundness, peace, safety, welfare, health, prosperity. See, it includes everything there. There's people that talk, oh, yeah, so while all the wicked are making money and I'm here broke and, and I'm going to be at peace, no, but not, see, we got to look up and understand what he's saying. And that word abundance, multitude, greatness, abundance, numerous, huge in increase, much multitude and plenty. Now, here's what's so good about that, because it's not just talking about an abundance like we think Well, I got this much money. It's talking about friends. In other words, your social arena, your physical arena, financial arena, social arena. This whole thing uh, um, is covered under this scripture. But many times we get impatient with God and we don't enter into that which he has already set aside for us. Now, the NEC says, but the oppressed will possess the land and enjoy great prosperity. Amen. Check out the note on prosperity. This on the NEC? Yeah. This one, for whatever reason, doesn't give me the, the, the little numbers that I usually get. This, this it says, but the oppressed will possess the land and enjoy great prosperity. And the note on prosperity is, and they will take delight. See verse four in abundance of peace. Well, amen. <laughs> we'll take that. I'll tell you what. Says evil men will plot against the godly and viciously attack them. And the Lord laughs and disgusts at them, for he knows that their day is coming. Now, we have to put this into perspective. Because how many know that in our life, we come under attack sometimes? Yep. And the we have an enemy that plots against us. And he has no compassion, because that's why it says he viciously attacks us. And he's got the tares that are growing with us that will work against you. See, there's too many people that put faith in humanity and not faith in God. The Lord laughs and disgusts at them, for he knows their day is coming. <laughs> Now,
me get this for you here. It says, shall laugh at him, despise him to write all their hopes and endeavors against good and vain and foolish. What happens is that God, let me get this note here, I got I got it for you. He said, he sees this day coming, the utter desolation of your oppressors is his hand. All this may be said of every wicked man. Psalm thirty seven thirteen says, it shall laugh at him, he shall despise the derive of all their hopes and, and endeavors against good as most vain and foolish do. Now, All right, now let's, um, verse 18. This one's you how to put a bunch of stars by it. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. Oh, Yes. I, as soon as you finish, may I read a note here? Oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Sure. So finish reading your scripture. Verse 18. Yeah. So did you get it? Yeah, no, I have it. I was waiting for you to finish verse 18. Because I kind of no, cut I, you off in the middle of it. You read it twice afterwards. I was waiting for you to read the note. Oh, okay. So the NET says, verse 18, the Lord watches over the innocent day by day. And the note on day by day is, the Lord knows the days of the innocent ones. He knows their day in the sense that he is intimately aware and involved in their daily struggles. He meets their needs and sustains them. That is so, that is excellent. <laughs> that is so right. See, now watch. He's talking about those that love him. They become the object of his loving regard. Now, this is the covenant that you have with him. They cannot. I want you to understand. There are times that you feel like you lose your inheritance with God. But right here, he says that this inheritance is yours. Amen. See, it's yours. What's this? How long shall this inheritance be yours? Forever. Permanently. is another another uh, translation. The day of the innocent, the day of the righteous. 
these are these are passages that begin to tell us what he says about us. He knows the days of the upright. Now, the upright, the scripture says, the ones that are whole, the ones that are complete, the ones that are entire, the ones that are sound and wholesome, unimpaired, innocent, having integrity. Now, isn't that something which is complete or entirely in accord with truth and fact? This is what it's telling us, is that in the midst of this, we have, in fact, an inheritance that is ours forever. This is an outstanding promise. The inheritance will last forever. Watch. They'll not experience shame in times of trouble. In times of famine, they will have plenty. Indeed, the wicked will perish. The Lord's enemies will be consumed like flowers in the field, and they'll vanish like the smoke. Does the wicked borrow and never pay back, and the righteous are generous and give? For those blessed by God shall will set off. Now those who are cursed are cut off. How many know that if we have an inheritance that lasts forever, we are not? in the position of being cursed. But we're in the position of having everything that God said is ours. Amen? Amen. Now watch. Now watch. Because we have an... Watch this. Because we have an everlasting inheritance, the steps are... the step, A man's steps are established by the Lord, and the Lord delights in his way. The steps of the righteous, again... The ones that are blameless, the ones that are righteous, he's talking about them. The same rule that says how faith, how that we are surrounded with favors with a shield, it's the same thing that that is dealt with here. Because, again, we're going to talk about the inheritance one more time, because I want you to catch what that inheritance is. Let me get back in the right place. I left my notes here. Okay, here we go. The inheritance is possession of property, your heritage, in other words, your 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 pedigree your portion is talking about the occupancy of the land, estate, patrimony, which is talking about authority and possessions. Now, isn't that amazing that he's talked, what did he promise the people is the land? Everyone say land. The land. Sounds like the birthright. It sounds like That's the birthright right. blessing. The firstborn. Well, <laughs> well this, is, this is what we were talking about because in Abraham, it talks about the birthright blessing. And the illustration, one's on the right. The, the one on the left talks about the pedigree 
inheritance that we got from Abraham. So we've got the birthright blessing as well as being pedigree. And this is what this is talking about as well. And so then verse 23 says that the steps of a righteous one are ordered of the Lord. Now, again, that word ordered, it's talking about being firm, stable, and established. Firm, stable, and established. Then it's something like, have you ever gone to a store and it says established in 1918? It lets you know that they're not going anywhere. Well, it's the same thing with God. He has established us, and we're not going anywhere. And so he says to be enduring. How many here want to endure? To be secure and endure. To be fixed. Not scattered. To be made firm. Isn't that awesome? Amen. And watch this. This is for all of you who fall. Though he fall, now that word fall is meaning to fall upon attack, to be to fall upon attack, to fall in the hands of, to fall short, to fail, to fall out, to turn out, to just settle for something, to allow yourself to be offered as inferior. Another another part is when you're caused to fall, you're knocked down, you're overthrown. But he's telling you, though he fall, he shall not be cast down. In other words, you won't be thrown away, you won't be hurled, you won't be ca- you you won't be cast down. Now, I'm going to read that out of another version, right quick. Because I want you to pick it up. Though he stumble, he'll not fall down, for the Lord will uphold his hand. Now, he'll uphold you by his right hand, it says, because that's the righteousness. So here, we're already looking at the prophetic stream where our righteousness that we have in Christ Jesus is that which holds us and sustains us. Isn't that amazing? That he will hold us with his right hand. In other words, it, you know, uh, what I remember is when, when you're holding your, your, your child and they're like two or three years old and you, you begin, they begin to kind of stumble and fall and you got them by the hand and you will, you'll, they'll trip, and they'll, but they'll stumble, but you're upholding them and they never touch the ground. Isn't that, isn't that good? Yep. So many of us stumble. How many? How many in the my earshot have stumbled? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so, this is what it says here, and, I, and I've quoted this scripture before. I was young and now I'm old, but I've not seen a righteous person forsaken, nor his descendants begging for bread. You know, and. All of these promises are yes and amen in him.
That word begging means, I, I, this is why I started to look up, and I want to understand this. Miss Esther, I want you to listen to this, because this is good news. But we have to apply this and wear it by faith. It says, that word there that we look, where it says begging, means to require, to exact a request, to, find, to seek, find, to secure, to seek the face up, to demand. Now, why is this important? Because here it's not talking about a beggar who stands in the street. It means that when we are in the state of blessing, where we will stumble and not fall, where we are righteous in him and our steps are ordered and he delights in us, that we are blessed of him. Verse 22, we're inheritors of the earth, right? Watch this. We'll not be ashamed in the time when we're attacked because we won't touch the ground. And he's ever merciful in verse 26. And his seed is blessed, verse 26 says. So guess what? If we're in a state of being blessed, we're not moved by what we see, not moved by what we hear, we're not moved by what we experience, but we are moved by every word that proceeds from his mouth. Which means that if I'm in a position of stumbling, I'm not going to hit the ground if he won't let me. Hallelujah. If I make a mistake, he won't let that mistake consume me because he won't let me. He makes us steadfast, immovable, as oaks. See, we're reading in Psalm 37 what he is doing for us. David had to learn in experience, in time with him, who he was so that he remained steadfast. If you think you can't do it, you know, there's a lot of people who say, well, you know, I can't do this, I can't do that, right? They say that a lot. You know, I, I'm running into people a lot lately that says, well, that's just not my cup of tea. I just can't do this. And I don't know why it's not a cup of tea. I, you know, recently I heard someone say that. And, and what does it say? The mouth of the righteous speak wisdom and his tongue talks of judgment. Now, that word judgment is interesting because it's the act of deciding. It's a process or procedure as in litigation. Why is it a process? Because you are making sure that what you are going to present will be the words of God because you begin to seek his wisdom. It's a decision. But the decision includes execution of that matter decided. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yep. It becomes a privilege due, a proper fitting measure. Now, why is that important? Because we think that we're going to talk judgment and we're going to tell someone they can go to hell. That word where we talk, it means that we declare, we command, we promise, we warn, right? And lead the way and put to flight. Now, through there, we enter into communion as we declare, because we say the words that he says. We say the words that he says. We hear and we speak. Amen? 
And through this, through our mouth, through the words of our mouth, we subdue. We teach, we tell, we think. How many ever have been thinking, but you talk to yourself as you're thinking? Yep. There's another word for that as well. It's meditation. So we talk judgment. We talk of decisions that we think about so that when our tongue speaks, it speaks of decisions rendered in our lives, in our disciplines, in the things that we in the things that we want to live, we declare what we desire to possess. The mouth of the righteous speak wisdom. That means that you can be the fool and speak foolish things too, right? The law of his God shall be in his heart, and none of the none of his steps shall he fly. The wicked watch the righteous and seek to slay him. Now, I need to say this part here. I was watching a program, and they were talking about King Saul and King David. And I heard the Saul, and in one point he says, I am Elohim's anointed. And when I speak... You prophets and... What was it? uh, Of kings and prophets? mm Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> I remember when he said that. And it gave me insight. We're trying to get him to abandon it. Yes, and he stood. Why? He stood there because he knew what was spoken over him. But can I tell you something? That when he began to doubt who he was, he began to disobey God. Because he would do things to please the people and not to please the one who put him in office. He became a politician. And I think of David, who put it in, began to speak, and he began to write these things because there were times in his, look, our trust is in God. I like what what it says in the psalm where I look up to the hills, my help comes from the Lord. And so, I want you, those of you that are hearing this, it says, transgressors, verse 38, shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord, and he is their strength in time of trouble. Now, I love this. I love this passage. Deliverance for the righteous one comes from the Lord. He is their strength in times of distress. The Lord helps and delivers them. He will deliver them from the wicked and will save them because they have sought refuge in him. There's passages that call about talk to about the humble. The humble don't mean the ones that are stepped on, it means the ones who trust him implicitly. So this we start off with trust and we end with trust. But, he tell, but the, the, the psalmist tells us all the reasons why we should trust him. Wait on the Lord and keep faithful his way, and he will exalt you to possess the land. Where else do we hear that? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And what's the end of that? 
lean out into your understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. Exactly. Psalms 3? Proverbs 3. Proverbs. And then we're here in James. Oh, excuse me. I don't think it's James where he'll exalt you in due time. Humble yourself in, under the and Peter, I believe, under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you. So see, even here we see a thread of reference to the scriptures that if we trust him and we remain faithful, that he, see, David understood that God's faithfulness in him is what caused him to be faithful to God. That's amazing, isn't it? Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. So I want us to tonight, after this talk shoot, to really begin to meditate on trusting God. Go back into the psalm, read it and reread it. Look at it in different versions so that you can catch what it says. Begin to understand. Here it says, sinners, uh oh, it says, observe the blameless. Take note of the upright. Indeed, the future of that man is peace. Sinners will be destroyed and cut off altogether. The future of the wicked will be cut off. So I want you to understand that we can't look to the right or to the left to see what other people are doing. We trust God. God will make our end prosperous, but we've got to stop looking at others and how they do and begin to trust our God in what he's already said we are. Because when we begin to understand these, these passages, the righteous will inherit the land and they'll dwell in it forever. The Bible says that the inheritance of the Lord is ours forever. It cannot be taken away. It's our inheritance forever. See, we don't beg for bread because we are in a state of being blessed. It's not based on our performance. It's based on the inheritance that he has provided through the blessing. That's why it says every day he's generous, lending freely his descendants are blessed. Now that word there, blessed, is talking about the blessing to, that empowers us to take everything God has already said we are. We are his beloved. I'm more than all of you because my name is David. But I'm, no, I'm playing. What happens is the righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The promised land living is ours regardless of our actions because it is his actions in us. That which he's already said is ours is ours for eternity. Any comments? Riss, any comments? No. <laughs> did it make did it make sense? Yes. Very much. So I'll tell you what I'm taking with me on this because I began to see I left my notes and I went into something else and I began to see that the levels of the inheritance that we possess no one can take. It's ours. But what did he say we do with this? We make the declarations. We begin to speak. We begin to know that we are steadfast, immovable in him forever. He loves us with an everlasting love. 
That which he has with David, the declaration was made that he would be, what? A man after his own heart. As long as he sought the Lord, what did it tell us here? That as long as we seek him, he is steadfast and immovable with us. How do we, how do we get God, God's blessing to move on our behalf? Because a lot of people always say, how do you get God to move on our behalf? No, he's already spoken. We, we get the accent of the words that were spoken as we begin to act on what he said is already ours. The reason why people think that when they pray that there is a brass heaven is that because they're asking for that which they already possess. So what I'm saying now is that God will intervene, God will move, God acts upon his word as it is spoken. Because what did he say? That I forever watch over my word to perform it. Hallelujah. This is good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to stand up and preach, but we got to end it now. Praise God. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, we had a few people show up, and but I tell you what, the word was good. I know I got something out of this. I was encouraged. See, and someone asked me a while back, how do you encourage yourself in the Lord? Just read. Find yourself in find yourself in a psalm and begin to tear it up and begin to apply it into your life. Amen. You're also you're also declaring as well, Pastor. And now we talked yes. about the communication of our faith. Amen. It's the effectual communication of our faith. Amen. By speaking and confessing every good thing that's in us through Christ Jesus. Glory to God. That was a favorite scripture of mine for a long time. Still is. I've been, I've been going towards it a lot lately. <laughs> Praise God. So, Father, I pray that the word that was sown out in the airwaves, Father, that that, that that word, Father, take root and bear fruit in us in Jesus' name. I break the powers of Satan over the hearers, those that hear the word. And I say in the name of Jesus, may that word take effect and take root and bear fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, Father, we honor you and we thank you for the word that we've received. We thank you and honor you for that which we've received in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Good night, everybody. Be blessed. Thank you, Pastor. Good night, everybody.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.